Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the Johnny Horror Podcast. I am your host, Johnny Horror, here to introduce our latest episode. I had the pleasure of once again sitting down with my good buddy Albert Wilson from Blood and Bruise, and we talked about Evil Dead Rise, the latest film in the Evil Dead franchise. We cover a variety of subjects, including, but not limited to, our theater-going experience, how it was seeing this flick in the theater, how it stacks up against the rest of the franchise, in particular the 2013 remake. Talk about what we're drinking. He was drinking some beer. I was drinking some tequila. Nothing too out of the ordinary there. But yeah, we cover a couple other subjects. Uh, talk about some Wolfman. Talk about the upcoming Dracula film, The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Had a lot of fun sitting down with Albert, as I always do. So... Sit back, relax. I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. It was a heck of a talk, probably one of my favorites. So I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks. to the Johnny Horror Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Johnny Horror, and today we are talking about Evil Dead Rise. It is the latest film in the Evil Dead franchise and stars Lily Sullivan, uh, uh, Alyssa Sutherland, and uh, is directed by, oh God, what's his name? Colin Hark. Clark, Kirk, it's, it, it's, it's directed by an Irish dude, so, you know, there we go. I was supposed to have my IMD pulled up, IMDB pulled up, and uh, I am slacking. But with me this evening is my good buddy, my uh, partner in horror crime, Albert Wilson from Blood and Bruise. How you doing, buddy? What's up, man? How's it going? So living what was that? I said I am living La Vida Loca. Nice. I'm excited to talk about Evil Dead Rise. And I took a lot of notes. Last night I watched Evil Dead, the 2013 remake. And then today, because I already re really wanted to re-see this one in the theater, the 2023 film. I actually went back today, this morning, at 10 o'clock in the morning to go see it. So, I blame you for making me do that. I have a page of stuff written down that I didn't want to forget, because I'm trying to, like, combine the two. And I'm like, it's almost like an Evil Dead 2013 versus the Evil Dead 2023 that I got set up in front of me right here that you can't really see, but hey. that's your fault. <laughs> I, I take full responsibility for that. Um uh, uh, before I, before I go any further, it was Lee Cronin. I don't know why I was saying it was like, uh, something else, but it's Lee Cronin is the director. So let me just get that done and out of the way and I can go to, go to sleep at night. Um, no, I actually, uh, that, that both of those things make me, uh, uh, very happy that a, you watched the, uh, 
was it 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 wasn't a first time watch for the the remake was it it was just a rewatch oh yeah just a re i love that movie and yeah. i think yeah. when yeah. i did my review for the 2023 evil dead rise i think i really had forgotten how much of a punch to the gut the 2013 version is so when i watched it last night cuz my girl hadn't seen it before right so when oh, she she was like covering her face and stuff in them so yeah i mean before we before we uh uh you know show our hands as it were um uh, we'll try and maintain a little bit of a, a poker face for how we we feel about each film. But I love that uh, you do have that uh, little setup in your mind already of uh, 2013 versus 2023 because um, I very much had that, particularly when I did did my review. I rewatched the 2013 version the day before. Uh, uh, going to see, or the day before or the day of, I can't remember, going to see um, this this latest film. But you did the same thing last time, before we talked about uh, Scream 6. I like that. <laughs> you gave yourself a little bit more time, this 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 viewing, though, because you were you were literally running from the theater to get to our, our session. <laughs> any, any excuse to go watch these movies in the theater for me is like, I love going to the movies, first of all, but to see a decent horror flick in the movie theater is even more important. It's like, cause it's not going to be there forever. You know, there's certain movies that I wish they would put back out in the theater. Like, you know, so some of the classics. So I feel like try to get in there and see them when you can. And evil dead rise is a really good theater movie. In my opinion, just the way that it's like, it plays out and everything. I, I agree. Um, I thought it was a very fun theatrical experience. That being said, out of the two films that we're, we, you know, just mentioned, uh, the other being Scream 6, I, I think I had, I think I had more fun with Scream 6 just because Scream 6, I just, I had little to no idea what was going to go on in that movie. And it, it really is like kind of a bonkers uh version of a scream movie that and i drank so much tequila before and during the movie that every 15 to 20 minutes i would like lean over to my wife and be like all right i don't think anything's gonna happen in the next two minutes and we were in the furthest theater from the restroom so i would literally sprint <laughs> to the bathroom go pee and then sprint all the way back she, and she'd be like did you go pee i was like yeah and she's like you were you you came back so fast. I was like, oh no, I'm running, and I like had to put her hand on my chest so she could feel my my heart thumping because of how fast I was going. Um, that being said, I agree. I think um, I had fun watching both of these movies in theaters, and I I'm very much agree that not only is it like is it good to go support horror movies in in any regard, but you know, these are these are big franchises that, you know, we hopefully are are getting more of. What do you what are you sporting there, anyways? Well, you gotta. It's a. Oh um, man, that's a cool the shirt. Evil Dead shirt. I got it from Zoe. A really I, cool shirt. So yeah, I wanted to show it off a little bit. Where did you get that? Uh, it was in a Zoe Fright box. 
No kidding. More, yeah, so it was kind of cool. It was an unexpected little thing. Yeah, I've never seen that that before, and that that's just rad. It's got an uh, interesting little setup, but yeah. Yeah, no, I I I dig it, and you you came you came you know ready to party with the with the threads and everything. I have. Uh, to. I feel like I've gotten rid of all of my almost all of my Evil Dead T-shirts, either because they were too small or I just didn't wear them. Um, but before we jump into the the movie itself, and we we uh, talk about our thoughts and our feelings as any two grown men alone together are, you know, wanting to do. Um, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> um, I'm drinking Sparkle Muffin. It's a Northeast style hazy IPA from Revision Brewing. It's um, 7% alcohol by volume. It's a fruit forward single IPA. Deep flavors of citrus from the hops, yet is easy drinking. So I really like it. And it's got a cool can. Let me grab it for you real quick. Let's see what we're working with here. Oh, yeah. I feel like I, you know, I didn't know what it was going to look like with the name <laughs> Sparkle Muffin, but that is exactly what it should be. The cat hopping through space. No biggie. It's pretty, hey. it's pretty uh, hazy. It's uh, very hazy. Right. It looks like, it looks like a beer from a cartoon, you know, like it has that exact color and texture to it, at least, you know, from what I can see over here. Um, kind of how, how Ninja Tita's, Ninja Turtles pizza used to look so amazing, the, but it was the, like, yes, and it would stretch and yeah. 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 <laughs> I, every now and then I'll have a, a slice of pizza that, that does that very same thing. You know, I, I don't know if you ever get like Costco pizza or something like that. It has, it's, it's kind of. Along those same lines, I'm like, oh yeah, we're talking. That's some that's some Ninja Turtle pizza right there. Um, I am drinking El Himador on the rocks with a splash of lime juice. Um, I don't know what percentage it is, but I mean, it's just uh, straight alcohol. It's a little bit watered down now that you can see. It's it, it started up here, but I, I it's been a day. And so I I started drinking just a little bit before we uh, before we started. I'm guessing it's pretty strong, but I'm like you almost convinced me off of the last talk we had to try the simply watermelon with the uh, tequila. That sounds actually so good that like I wanted to try that ever since. I can't I can't recommend it enough. Um, I just got back from vacation last week and I drank a whole, I drank a whole slew of things. It was, it was a week of nonstop drinking, which is just fantastic. And, um, uh, lots of pina coladas and lots of Jack and Cokes, but, um, hands down the thing that I drank the most was tequila and simply watermelon. I just can't, I can't get enough of it. It's fucking delicious so 10 out of 10 recommend uh but yeah that being said i'm coming off of vacation i need to to tighten up the uh the old uh diet just a little bit so i'm cutting out the the mixers and just drinking straight alcohol because you know that's what the doctor recommends <laughs> <laughs> uh 
All right, my man. Well, okay, so you have seen Evil Dead Rise twice now. I have only seen it once. Um, when you got out of the theater, just like first, like initial, like response as soon as the credits roll, how did you feel about the flick? You know what was weird is that, like, I felt like I was still feeling anxious even though I was out of the movie already and it was over and I was, like, sitting there thinking, like, man, that, like, really kept the anxiety going the whole time. It was just, like, just went, you know. So that's that was my first thought. Like, wow, dude, that's I still feel, like, a little bit, like, that tense, that tension in the chest type of feeling, which I thought was pretty cool because most horror movies nowadays don't really do that. Mm -hmm. So when a horror movie can do that a little bit, it's kind of nice. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I saw this with my wife and there was, uh, there was a time not too long ago when we would get out of movies and we would, you know, immediately just like start talking about, the movie. Now I feel like every time we get out of a movie, we just we're quiet and we walk to the car maybe be like, oh, that's that person's dressed funnier or something like that or that person's doing something weird or it's a little bit cooler out, but we don't like talk about the movie right away. We like kind of like sit on it and then eventually one of us is like, so what did you think? <laughs> um, and uh I I posed the question this time, and she was like, oh, I fucking loved it. Um, and I feel like my initial thoughts were, that was a really fun movie. Um, now, I feel like if anyone has seen my review on the film... Um, Albert, if you've seen my review on the film, you kind of maybe are aware of uh, the misgivings I had with the flick overall. Um, but all those aside, I think it's just a fun horror movie. Like, I, I enjoyed watching this. And I also think it's a fun horror movie. It's a fun date movie, I think. I think it's great to just take... You know, even if you're not, like, a fan of the Evil Dead franchise, this is totally a movie that two, you know, 20-somethings could go into on a first or second date and have just a heck of a time. Because it does have... I, I feel like for an average, you know, fan of horror, it does have a, a, a surprise or two. I think if you're as invested in the genre as we are maybe there are less surprises and less twists and turns but um you know that that might just be my feeling did you how did you feel about the way that this flick played out and how they they reintroduced the necronomicon and and all that so are we getting into it now getting into it now i think you know uh, you know, <laughs> I was kind of, I was kind of, uh, I don't want to say that I didn't like it, but it kind of was off-putting when the earthquake happens and they just happen upon the fucking book in that hole in the ground, like, 
I was just like, who am yeah. I to judge, right? But at the same time, like, oh, that was just convenience, right? Like, that was so convenient for that to just all play out right there like that. It, like, it kind of bothered me a little bit. But I I was able to let it go, you know, but, but that was probably the thing that bugged me about the beginning of the film was just like that, like, oh, we just stumbled upon this this collection of things that are going to create this fucked up situation. And so for me, that was. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of of the same camp. First and foremost, I have a, a terrible anxiety when it comes to earthquakes. I mean, you know, you, you get it. You live in California. So it's, uh, uh, and I live right on, uh, San Andreas fault. So I have like a legit like anxiety about earthquakes. So the minute the earthquake thing started happening, I'm like, I don't like this. I just don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> you're taking right? my fun movie and you're you're introducing a real life fear into it. Um but all that aside, yeah, it does have that that sort sort of like convenient factor um to it. I, I heard it posed by somebody else that if there had just been like this, this, this apartment complex that they're in is, is more or less not abandoned, but it's, it's, there's not as many tenants in there because they are, they are tearing it down or selling it. Um, And that's why our, our lead characters have to, have to, you know, move out of it within the next 30 days or something like that. Um, so I heard it posed that if there was just like one of one of the apartments was just the the scary apartment, you know, like, oh, yeah, don't go into that apartment. And then, you know, maybe the earthquake happens and that door, the door to that apartment opens up or something like that or something along those lines. I wasn't as big a fan of like this ancient bank vault sort of thing that plays out um hey that's just a lot of destruction right there like the whole ground opens up and whatnot so that that introduces a whole slew of like all right cool so where's the fire department um you know where's you know the police department people would be handling that situation if a building was coming undone in that regard you know um all that said I like the the vinyl of the the Necronomicon. I thought that was a nice little spin and everything. Um yeah. I I do I like that they mentioned that there's the three different books that we see in Army of Darkness. I thought that was cool because then then that just expands your universe so much and it it does it does lend itself to all right well the things that happened with ash probably happened even in this universe or maybe some sort of different dimension the things that happened with me in the 2013 version probably happened in this universe you know because there's there's more than one book um i liked that and um yeah, the the creepy sort of like 
voice of the the priest that wants to to read this this stuff. I thought that was a fun little little turn on the the professor, you know, reading it. What did you think about all that? I really liked that. I I really liked that aspect. Once we get past that initial how they found it and we're able to move yeah. on. I think the book is the coolest book that we've seen so far with the inside like pictures and stuff with the yeah. the teeth or claws or whatever the hell those you want to call those that are like clasping it together. Um, and then the way that they're reading it on each and there's like what a set of three records that they're playing this on. Yeah. And then that's where we're hearing the first um, cameo of Bruce Campbell, right? Is he's in the background saying something about to destroy the book or something. Um, now let, let me interrupt you here really briefly. When you watched it for the first time before reading or no, or, or did you know about it beforehand? I didn't know about it beforehand, but when you watched the film, did you inherently know, Oh, that's, that's Bruce Campbell talking right there. No, I was trying to look for the two spots because I, you know, how many people were talking about this movie prior to us yeah. being able to see it, right? I feel yeah. like so many people had like talked about it that I heard there's two cameos, but not that you, he's not in it, but you yeah. hear him. And then there was, I forget what the other thing was, like a picture or something that he's in. It was something. It was something even more. It was something even more subtle than that, if I remember right. But it was. It was really, really tiny. But yeah, the 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 voice thing for sure. The on the record. Um, yeah, for me, when I watched it, I didn't know. But it was this weird thing of when I read about it after the fact and heard that that was the cameo. He was one of the voices there. I was like. Oh my God. When <laughs> I was watching it, I remember that part specifically and hearing a voice thinking, why does that sound familiar? But I was so invested in the film that I wasn't trying to pick out Easter eggs or anything like that. I was like, Oh, that was the thing. That was what it was. Yeah. No, I thought that was really cool how they did that. Yeah. A little bit more subtle than the uh, end credit scene in 2013. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, um, um what did you did you miss Bruce Campbell in this film, or do you wish that he would have done been like one of the guys that's like cleaning up in the hallway or something with a mop bucket? Uh, have him in the uh, Freddy Krueger sweater, just like what's exactly. Um, I am very much of the mindset. I, I really feel like. Uh, Dude, I always want, I always want more, more Ash Williams. Like, how could you not? It's, it's like pizza. Like, no matter how much pizza you get, eventually you'd be like, oh yeah, I'm full. But then there'll be a day when you're like, fuck man, I want more pizza. Um, and that's kind of how I felt with, with the, the, Evil Dead series, um, which which I really enjoy. It's it is kind of has a Looney Tunes aspect to it, where it's just almost the exact same thing every episode, but still manages to be entertaining. Um, but I I feel that that 
show picked up in a good spot for Ash and then ended in a good spot for Ash. And I, I don't know if there can be a more satisfying ending for that that character. So I'm not really sure what more I could personally want for for his story because we got so much of it in in three seasons of Ash versus Evil Dead. Um, but uh, well, so also, to- also this film takes like such a serious like vibe to it. And I feel like Ash's character brings like that campy, goofy kind of vibe. So yeah. it's like when you see him, even if it's just a quick cameo, I feel like it would have people expect, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it would have yeah. taken it down a different road. And there, there are certainly beats of humor in this film. Um, more so than the 2013, for sure. The 2013 is a stark fucking just yeah go for the jugular type of film um but before we jump over that direction um let's talk a little bit more just about evil dead rise and kind of how it all plays out um I did a review on Demons 2 right before uh, Evil Dead Rise came out because the there's there's some parallels in the um, in the narrative, if you will, of a high-rise apartment building that gets infected with demons. Um, I feel like one uh, did better than the other with how that scenario would play out. Um, how did you feel about the fact that this film is called Evil Dead Rise? It, making a big point about it taking place in a high-rise apartment building, but it, we only really deal with one apartment in it. Well, for me, because of the fact that it started from that apartment room, like that's where the kid was, her son was the one playing the records, looking through the book, which started all this shit. Right. So to me, that's the Mm -hmm. epicenter. That's why she was attacked in my mind. Right. That's how like I started to see it. I didn't. And I know what you were saying. Like you wanted to see that levels, the levels of like having to fight through the levels and progressively get tougher and tougher. But for me, it was just, um, I felt like because they kind of let the fucking match to the flame. Right. I was okay with it. That being their room or their, uh, what their, what is their it? Apartment. Their apartment that they were in. Right. That being the epicenter and it kind of growing from there, which it kind of did because if you remember the beginning, what was actually the ending. Yeah the uh the prologue and the epilogue which i um i've heard people that say that they they felt like that was that was fairly pointless i don't mind it um so much uh my myself i i thought it was uh you know just uh sprinkles on top of a uh uh ice cream sundae if you will are you do you you keep your beer in a in a jack o lantern there's ice in that jack-o'-lantern. 
God bless you. <laughs> no stopping. I love all your props and everything. I really got to get on your level with the props. <laughs> I have uh, so many more in storage. I need to get them. Yeah, yeah. We, we, do the, we do the same thing. Or, you know, we have uh, just off to, to the side here, you know, we have our, our, our racks of Halloween stuff. We put a lot in storage this year, so we had more space in our home. But, you know, there's always a moment of whenever, whenever I get ready to film a video, I'm like, what fucking box is that, you know, <laughs> arm or that gun or that bag of blood in? <laughs> Uh, even even with even with the review that I did for this one, I had to go digging for <laughs> blood to to throw on myself in a in a green screen suit so I could do the the hand a little bit. <clears throat> but I digress. Uh, just love love that there was just a pumpkin floating <laughs> on the screen and a, a beer magically appeared. Uh, halfway to Halloween, folks. Um, God, I I forgot what point I was trying to make. Oh, we were talking about how it uh, how it kind of starts in the their room. See, I'm I I'm all about that that bit about the the their room being the epicenter. Like if and even if you you want to take it one step further, there's the epicenter of an earthquake, and then that you feel that the the aftershocks. So I, that's all I wanted. I didn't, I didn't need this. The, the Demons 2 is a really good example of a film that's like, I think it's only an hour and 30 minutes or so, not unlike this film. And they do manage to have something start in one apartment and then spread throughout the entire building. Um, a film that I think does even better. And I didn't think about this until way after the fact, I probably would have reviewed this movie because I think it's more in tune with evil dead actually is wreck. Have you seen wreck? That is one that's on my list. Demons two. I haven't seen, so I've only seen your review. I haven't seen demons Two: the flick. So I was like, now I have to go check that out. But I remember, and that movie looks fucking creepy too. Like, so Wreck is a um, Spanish found footage film. Um, the American version that came out years and years ago um, is called Quarantine. Um, Quarantine is not nearly as good nor as cool, for that matter. Wreck is probably the best found footage movie I have ever seen it scared the ever-living hell out of me when i saw it i i i cannot recommend it enough it is probably it's it's within my top three zombie movies for sure so like watch demons 2 absolutely watch demons 2 it's on shutter you can you can stream it tonight if you wanted to i don't know where wreck is but like Go on Amazon, buy the DVD for four ninety nine, and and watch it as soon as you can. It is the shit. Um, All right, but uh, it it is also like an apartment building situation that deals with zombies, but there's a little bit of a twist, and it's really cool. I won't. I won't. You know. Uh, spoil anything for you here, but it 
it does have the same effect of just like this plague that essentially starts in this this one room and then slowly spreads throughout the building. Um, I, w- I just personally, with with all the push for what this this film is supposed to be, and we even see the high rise building when Beth gets out of the car, she she looks at the building, and we have this we have this pan up the 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 building. Uh, as a viewer, we see the camera go all the way up, and we see at one point she pops her head out the window to see how high up they are, but they they don't really do anything with that. Except when we get to the elevator scene, and I kind of want to know how you feel about the elevator sequence in this flick. Now, are you talking about the first one or the second one? Talking about the second one. I like what they do in the first one, how it is an homage to uh, the original. um, uh, We just got to get these poor girls away from vines and electrical wires. I'm telling you. Oh my you. gosh. That's that tree violation slithering root situation in that first one. That yeah. still is hard for me to watch. Yeah. Like it's, it's like you see that thing just like get closer and closer and just get right up. And you're just like, mm. like yeah. I don't, it made me feel like gross. Yeah, I, th- I I think that's the 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 general idea. As any right. uh, rape scene should, you should not feel good after you watch the rape scene in Last House on the Left or the rape scene in um, Hills Have Eyes. Whatever, whatever that one is. What was the one in the camper? That one was tough for oh, me to Hills watch. Hills Have Eyes. That right. one. That one was. Fucked yeah. up too. And um bit on or the was one it? where uh something my grave, what's the spit on your spit grave? On your grave. Yeah, I spit on your grave. Yeah. The and I do feel I know that that Ramey has said that he regrets that scene, but it does follow that yeah. same thing, except Evil Dead unfortunately is is not you don't get that that revenge aspect. It's people legit running for their lives. But that's one of the reasons why the original Evil Dead is so fucking scary because it's just people that are getting taken advantage of left and right. Um, and they have no control. Um, but, yeah, so... Before before we get to the elevator sequence, let's let's talk about let's talk about that aspect of it. Let's talk about the fact that one of the areas where I, I felt like this film really succeeded in just not pulling its punches because I personally I feel like it does pull its punches in in a number of ways. But where it didn't pull its punches is you have this little family that's dealing with a divorce, and you have all these kids that are likable, really likable. And the mom that's really likable. Um, and they're really likable within about 15 to 20 minutes of us yeah. spending time with them. And then they, almost all of them turn evil and their aunt slash sister has to kill them all 
how do you feel about how all that played out? Do you think it was it was it was cool? Do you think it was too much? How how do you feel about it? Well, I feel like since we're comparing the two movies, right? I feel like the 2013 movie made you feel the pain and the mayhem and the blows of each like scene or situation that was happening, like the violent stuff that was going on. Like when people were getting hit by like objects and stuff, you like felt it like a fucking porcelain lid of a toilet bowl. Yeah. I was talking more about the crowbar to the fingers where they all, oh, all that, that, dude, it's like, yeah, that one too. <laughs> Oh my God. Like uh, yeah, it that just hurts. Right. So then the 2023, uh, version made me feel like for the family, like you're feeling more for the characters in the movie instead of like feeling the actual pain of violence. Yeah. And it just, it, I don't know. It, it, but the, it seemed like the violence that was going on, it was like, it was almost like ripping it off like a band aid. Whereas the other one, it took more time with it and made you feel it more. Yeah, no, actually that's, that's a fantastic way to put it. Uh, uh, apologies, uh, or the noise uh, a moment ago, anybody who's listening, my wife or son or somebody was running water and I'm right next to my water heater. So, um, but uh, no, that is actually a fantastic way of putting it. And actually maybe you, you just, you, I hope you feel really good about this because you opened my mind to a, a different way of looking at this film where a, you're right. One is ripping off the Band-Aid. Evil Dead Rise is like, yes, this is violence, but it's going to be over quick. Yeah. Like that cheese grater scene that we were all really hoping was going to be like legendary. And it goes like that. It's still, it's still like a, ow. Exactly. But it is not the, the box cutter to the tongue by oh, any means. Yeah. Or the, uh, the machete through the wall that gets into her knee. Yes. And it just, yeah. it, it like yeah. stops almost. Dude, dude the, the <laughs> hardest scene in 2013 for me to watch, probably one of the hardest scenes for me to watch in any horror movie to this day is where her hand gets caught underneath the Jeep and she rips it off and breaks the bone. It is one of the most visceral things I've ever watched it as many times as I'm like, I've seen this. I don't need to watch it. Just look away. Just look away. I'm like, no, you got to fucking watch it because you're a man and this is horror shit. You got to watch that thing pop. Um, well, okay. What about the part where the girls in there, we're talking 2013, yeah. uh, where she's just gets possessed by whatever this being is, this entity, this demon. And she's like standing there frozen and you see pee start coming oh, down. Yeah. The yeah. That Dude. was like, what the fuck? Like they really like went for it. Dude, that, that we'll get there. We'll get there. I, 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 I have a lot to say. I really do have a lot to say about the, the 2013 version versus this version. But before we get to that point, you're right. Like that is like, getting stitches you know um without any numbing you know um and 2023 is ripping off a band-aid one is excruciating and uh 
tedious while the other one is is quick and painful. Um, But very much what you said about one being more physical violence, the 2013 version, I would say, is 100% a physically violent film, one one of the most just outright violent films I've ever seen. Um, and 2023 is an emotionally violent film. I don't, I don't consider myself a squeamish guy by any means. Right. mm -hmm. But watching the 2013 again last night, it was like, there's scenes that are like, like, it's just like to watch these scenes and it, and it does it over and over again throughout the whole film. And I'm just like, Oh fuck. Like, Oh, like I'm making the sounds out loud as I'm watching the movie. And so it's just like the evil dead rise didn't do that to me. It's just me, me either. I think very much the closest it gets is the cheese grater scene where when it, you can feel it pulling down on your cap. You can imagine that sensation because we've all been grating cheese and we've all like nicked our finger or something like that. So we're, we're aware of what that could feel like in one of the most tender spots of our body. It just, it just goes too quick. Had it gone on a little bit longer, had they shown it, had they done what they do with the box cutter in 2013, that, that camera shot doesn't cut. It just goes and goes as she cuts her tongue open and blood spews out. And I mean, fuck. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head. Um, for me personally, just it's, it's a real bummer to watch this, these kids turn into demons and, oh yeah, that's the thing. thing. It's like, you really cared about these characters in the 2023 version. Whereas in the 2013, you're like, yes. Fuck these people up. Yes. I want to see how fucked up this can get. Yes. I don't give it. I don't care about them. I want to see how bad it can get because we don't care about any of these. And you, the guy with the long hair, you didn't even like that guy throughout the whole film. The guy with the glasses that like yeah. started all the shit and then acted like he didn't know what was happening. Fuck that guy. Anyways, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. You're good. Um, I, I mean, I just, I. Yeah, I feel like we're both we're both on the same the same wavelength with that. Uh, but I personally feel that had there been a little bit more focus on what what it it would take, what it would do to someone, the struggle of like, yeah, I'm I'm like fighting my sister and killing my niece and my nephew and doing all these terrible things to them, what, what that would do to a person or, you know, if they made more of a point with, with the characters turning on each other, you know, it didn't feel like there was enough of like the mother 
tormenting the children and then the children tormenting the sister or the mother tormenting her sister, you know, as what it is in Evil Dead movies when they they turn they turn evil and they're part of the fun of it all is that they're they're teasing they're they're torturing before they do the killing um how much they they put ash through the ringer just psychologically with singing songs and you know going back and forth with hey i'm okay now i'm not possessed look at me i look normal and then Ash goes to make a move and like, are you okay? And then they go crazy again and how they, they do that. I think if they had amped up that a little bit more, that was, that was one of my, one of my things I had against it was that I don't think Beth as a character goes nearly, goes through the ringer nearly as much as Ash or Mia. I think both Ash and Mia get their asses handed to them even even if you just only count the the original Evil Dead and the 2013 Evil Dead, both those characters get their butts kicked ten times more than um, what Beth goes through. How do you feel about that? I completely agree, but I also think once you get a pace started, like the one that you see in Evil Dead Rise, it's hard to stop it with stuff like that when you're just, you're on your way there, right? So it's yeah. like, we're we're on that train, we're fucking going, let's fucking go. And it's just, I don't think that they really wanted to slow the movie down by being like, let's toy with it. No, these people are trying to kill each other at this point, and we need to stop what's going on. I think they wanted more, the way I felt, right, was like, it was going more for the shock of it. Like, yeah. you see this family... All of a sudden, you know, they're getting pizza. They're just hanging out. The sister's back in town. Family, you know, it's relaxed. And then all of a sudden, oh, fuck, what the fuck just happened? And it's just like nuts. And so when you have that type of situation, it's just like, like, you don't, it, there's not time for like the slowdown, right? So I think for for me, it worked because it kept that pace just like straight on track. Like there's no time to slow down. We're just going straight ahead. Yeah. Now you, you said, you know, they're going for that shock factor. Did anything in this film shock you at all? Um, it did. I mean, the, the scalping in the beginning, I really liked that. I mean, just the fact that she ripped it off. And I think it was more, uh, I enjoyed it more. The fact that she dropped it right at the edge of the dock when she walks out there. Um, obviously there's the, uh, the decapitation at the beginning as well, where that guy's head's still moving and like trying to gasp for air while it's like sitting there on the dock, which is kind of crazy looking. Yeah. Um, God, I mean, there were so many things that, like, I wanted to make sure I kept track of when I watched it the second time. There was the uh, blood elevator that reminded me of The Shining. So, like, when it fills up with blood and then it opens up and then there's, like, the the waves of yeah. blood coming out. I, 
now we we can talk about this elevator sequence as you know we we were gonna discuss it earlier i really really enjoyed how that scene played out i felt it was just very stressful there's really nowhere for our our heroines to go um and i love the idea of it just filling up with blood i think that's that's really fun um I think that was probably their best set piece in the film. I also like the the monster creature, how they all kind of come together to form this this you know uh, uber evil dead thing. We haven't really seen too much of anything like that before. I mean, with the exception of maybe Henrietta in Evil Dead Two. How did you feel about the creature in Evil Dead Rise, and why did it remind you of the thing? Go. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked how it came. I like how there was like this, like more monstrous thing than yeah. just the single demented or possessed person. Yeah. I liked how there was this almost like it wasn't even a person anymore. It was this like creature. Yeah. It was like after him. And I thought that they did a really good job how they were, they all still had their own personalities when they were like talking and coming at the, the character, whether it was the little girl or the sister um, that they were attacking at the time. And they would like each be talking to them. And it was just, it was gross and just, but I loved it. So, I mean, I really liked the way that played out. Yeah, I thought that was a, a very fresh thing for this movie. If any, if there was any surprises in this flick for me, it was probably that. That was something that I very much was not expecting. Oh, I uh, loved it. Yeah, I, I thought that was super duper cool. So, <clears throat> this film wraps up with, you know, if you're watching this, hopefully you've seen Evil Dead Rise because I feel <laughs> we've like given a lot of spoilers. <laughs> quite a bit of it here, but this film wraps up with Beth and her littlest niece um, escaping the evil, and then the evil possessing some other lady gal that we, you know, find out is one from the, the beginning of the film. How did you feel about the way this movie ended? Do you think that was a good ending or are you of the camp that no one gets out alive and that evil spirit should have come charging after Beth and we just should have gone to black kind of like it does in the original Evil Dead? I do think it was odd that it didn't go after Beth and how it, the entity or whatever you want to call it seems to be picking and choosing where it goes. But I can also see that it's like Beth was obviously seemed like the stronger of the bunch. And maybe that's why it went after the weaker people. Yeah. But also I feel like if we're talking about the ending, we should talk about the beginning, which is how, I feel like the 2013 version, again, 
was a little bit stronger than the 2023 version or it's weird because I want to say it's IMDb or like online. It calls this a sequel to the 2013. So I don't know if that's what you want to call it or not. Cause I don't think it really is a sequel. It's like they're their own things, right? Yeah. From everything that I've read, these are, these are not, these are not related yeah. By any means, whereas Fede Alvarez said about his version of 2013 that it absolutely takes place in the Ash universe because you see the Delta there. And you can you can make the arguments for how that could even be. The way I like to look at it is the, these demons in 2023, they look like the demons in 2013. They look like they are going through the a very similar sort of possession. If you look at their eyes and everything like that, where the ones in the, the OG, they have the white eyes. And all that is obviously circumstantial, right? That's all time and place and how what these creators were able to do at this time. And this is how the the current... Um, you know, filmmakers updated it. Uh, I think with the explanation of the books and the explanation of different timelines that all these can be interconnected in some way, shape, or form, yeah. not unlike how we have the Marvel, Marvel MCU multi-universe and, and such like that and what we'll get with the... Uh, the new Flash movie with him jumping to different timelines. I think, I think the Evil Dead uh, universe, the expanded universe, is alive and well, and no one is, you know, even aware of how it's slowly but surely just expanding. Um, Everybody but, keeps talking about the 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 beginning of Evil Dead Rise, right? Like how great that opening scene is where the title like raises out of the ground and that first initial, my question is like, what do you think about that? Like, do you think it's that big of a deal or is it like not? Cause I have my kind of opinion, but like, what did you think about that? Um, I liked the opening just because it, it feels very, it feels like, it feels like the ending of, of a horror movie to me it feels like i would have to watch like an hour and 20 minutes of nonsensical like drama uh like it feels like the ending of like a low budget horror movie to me that we would have gotten in the last 10 years and like we would have to watch all this oh we're going on vacation oh so and so is doing this oh so and so is doing that and then slowly we kind of get to this what I liked about it is that it was just like, no, here are your characters, and they just all fucking die, and <laughs> it's just it's just ruthless. And I liked that bit. I liked the the. I think I do think the title is is pretty dope. Um, my only kind of you know thing about it is that it doesn't. That's kind of where we end it. It doesn't do anything with that. It's just like, all right, yeah. cool. She, she's risen out of the ground. And everyone's dead. And if you think about it in terms of the story, everyone's dead. And 
Evil Dead Rise, the evil the evil stops right there because the evil has nowhere nowhere else to go at that stage in the game. So uh, I guess you could say it's the evil is one right there at, at least at least for for that story. But um, you know I don't know. I feel like if you had chopped off the that beginning whatever it is the ten minutes of that beginning and the the little snippet at the end you could have done 10 to 15 minutes more with with our main cast and that that might have been a little bit more of a, a a tighter film what about you no i i feel like the same way i it does almost feel a little bit out of place but again i feel like that's what it was meant for too is like almost like a punch in the face like right at the beginning like hey wake up you're in an evil dead movie get yeah. ready motherfucker because we're gonna throw it all at you strap your seatbelts in and let's go so i kind of think like that's what it was it was just like a yeah but i thought it was it thought, i did think it was cool how it kind of wrapped it around at the end yeah. but again i would have liked to see like you said like okay she rises up out of the ground and then what yeah so we're just well, left like it it almost would have been more interesting to me because like it it goes Evil Dead Rise the thing happens and then we go one day earlier on the the text right if you're just taking that one day earlier out the ending would have had so much more of a punch because you'd be like oh shit that's the chick from the beginning yeah and instead of like oh yeah well we know what goes from here like. It would have been yeah. a little, had a little bit more of a kick, I I think, and that's that's, you know, um, whatever. It is what it is. I if if we're talking about what you said, like, hey, wake up, you're an Evil Dead movie, and shit's gonna hit the fan. I feel like this flick falls insanely short. In comparison to the 2013 version, because the 2013 version just does not yes. hold punches. Yeah. That first scene, and that's what I wanted to get to that I've been waiting for, is to talk to you about that 2013 intro. Yes. Holy shit. In the fucking, in the fucking downstairs of yes. the fucking cabin, and it's like they light her on fire, and fuck. That was like, she just starts talking shit. Yeah, it's dark, it's bleak. Um you know, I I have I have one or two gripes with the 2013 version. Really, it's I don't think I don't think they're the the dialogue is particularly well uh written and that's probably because it was written by two guys that their their first language isn't English, so there's a little bit of translation barrier, and you get that with Italian horror films too, which is why Italian horror films are so much fun because you have the 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 dubbing that comes in and this this dialogue that is means one thing in Italian, and then when people are speaking it in English, it doesn't have it doesn't translate quite the way it should. So it it has like a silly factor to it, but in a 1980s Italian horror movie, it works. In a 2010s American horror film, 
where you have American actors not dubbing and saying lines like, for example, like, how do you talk to your better half? Do you consistently, God damn it. <laughs> well, props left and right. I'm going to look away for a second. It's just going to be a head on a spike. Uh, you have them so handy. That's, that's mostly what I'm jealous about. Are you like in just like your horror room right now? Is this just like where you have all your horror artifacts? And it's where I'm allowed to have it, right? Like the rest of the place, regular here. It's like my little space. And I like to have all the stuff on the couch. So I love it. One of these, one of these days I'm going to, I got to make it out, out to your neck of the woods and check it out. Cause I got to know what, what's going on over there. It's preposterous. That would be um, awesome. But uh, yeah, like, like, how do you talk to your better half? Do you consistently say, baby, baby, baby? Or if something's serious, do you say, hey, listen, this is what, like, we need to do. Like, if I am being sweet with my wife, I will call her baby, sweetheart, this, that, or the other. If I need, if something is straight and to the point, I say, Celeste, this is what we need to do. One of the things in the 2013 version that I feel like doesn't translate well is there the characters would be like, baby, we just need to calm down, all right? Everything's going to be just fine. And you're like, that's not how people talk. And it's really bad because sometimes an actor can rise above the material. Sometimes an actor is so good that it doesn't matter what they're saying that they make you believe it. Unfortunately, most of the actors in the 2013 version they are giving it their all, but their all is not enough. That's where I, I think the 2023 version is superior, is that all of the acting in this new new one is spectacular. Yeah. Like, I, all the actors are so, so good. And any... So good that you care about them. And yes! that's the thing. You care about them from the get as opposed to the 2013, you don't care about them. You just don't. I, I, I mean, I just, I wanted to, you know, you're like, oh, a human getting fucked up. Like, I want to give a shit, but like, I just don't. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, really, at the end of the day, the only likable one is Mia, and that's just because she gets put through the ringer so much. The same same thing with the 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 nerdy good glasses dude who who creates it all where you're like this guy's a douchebag this guy's a douchebag but god damn it he just won't die so by the end you're like son of a bitch right? just won't quit willie that scene though where he's he's like it takes over him and he's uh -huh. like staring at the guy after he i want to say he stabs him or something yeah yeah and he's just like looking at him and they just they're just watching him like looking at him and the guy's like collapsing on the ground and it just like keeps yeah. staring at the dude though, just watching. He's like not even moving or trying because he already knows the guy's done for. Yeah. Like that was a cool scene too from that movie. Yeah, I, dude, I I just can't. I really can't say like enough good things. Like I said, the the my main gripes are are with dialogue and and some characterization things with with twenty thirteen, but. That movie, at the end of the day, it 
it's oddly for me, it's like a comfort movie. It's I'd probably watch it almost more than any other Evil Dead film. Like I'll watch that movie at least once a year, if not twice a year, because I'm I get so just all the killing that goes on it is it sounds terrible, but is so fucking entertaining to me and how it just they just don't pull their punches where I feel like uh, in a lot of ways they do pull their punches in, in this latest one. Um, if you had to, it also shows you the possibilities that horror can go to if they really just fucking go for it. And that's the thing for me with that movie, with the 2013 version is like, this is what's possible. If you fucking just go for it and you stop like, hiding behind well what what's gonna have to be a different rating or maybe we might get like i think that movie was banned for a short time right the 2013 version um there are some things that were like i i forget what it was but yeah it was like fucking 10 years ago i can't remember shit from back then i just remember reading some articles about it like that it got banned for like a, a second because of some stuff and it got put on like a list of movies. I'm sure. I'm sure, you and know, then, some in some other countries it was like, yeah, no, this is just outright, you know, yeah, torture porn, which it does it does very much like fall under that category. I think, you know, it does have cringe moments like saw movies do where you're like, I just can't I don't want to watch this just because it's so so outwardly violent but there's there's a brevity about it because it's it's because it's so fantastical it's not like watching something like hostile where you're like yeah there's probably some places in the world where people actually do this shit to other people because it's demons and there's a magical book that summons demons you're like all right this is this is silly you know we're having fun um I do think that Evil Dead Rise is just generally speaking an easier watch than yeah. 2013. Um, it's got I a better it's... flow to it. It's got like a flow to it. Through... Oh yeah, dude, that's that that is one of its its stronger suits. Is that it just goes once it starts? It's just boom, 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 boom. Here we are. We're on we're on the ride. You know? Yeah. It's a roller coaster ride. Is it my favorite roller coaster ride I've ever been on? Heck no, but it's still a roller coaster ride, which is fun, you know. Yeah. Um, I said in my review that it's I would put it right up there with Army of Darkness as a film that I can just throw on in the background at any time. I don't need to pay attention to it too much. I can just kind of come back to it and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's the the six headed creature that's you know trying to kill Beth and she's putting it in a wood chipper now. Like, oh yeah, that's that's great. That's fun. Um, Albert, out of, if you could, if you could right now on the fly rank the Evil Dead films, your personal ranking, how, what would you, how would you rank them? Where, what position would you put them in? Well, this is the thing is when I'm going to rank these, it's based off of how often would I rewatch them? Kind of like what you say, right? Like rewatchability wise. Yes. Like. And that's how I would I would think about it because the, you've got like what there's five, there's five films now, right? 
Yeah. And then if you count the series, right, the TV show. So really, um, I want to say I would go, I would probably watch 2013s the most because of just based off of the gore and how it makes me feel like I'm watching a, a real horror movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why I watch horror movies is for that feeling that 2013 gives me. Yeah. I think coming in second would probably be the Army of Darkness just because it was fun. To me, that was like that was like the fun one. They got creative. I felt like it was artistic, but it also had Ash's character that was just like shined. You know, yeah. I I I want to say that this one probably comes in third. Even though I do respect the first and second one because you see these filmmakers coming together with the bare minimum and making these films that are like really cool and different. And they're like, again, they're using practical stuff to make movies and you can kind of see what direction they were going. And it makes you wonder like what they create could have created back then with a lot more money. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I have, the utmost respect for the originals as well. But yeah. I, again, unfortunately I'm not going to watch those as much, especially since they kind of did that, you know, where they like redid the beginning of the first one. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. that, that is one of the, the fun things about this franchise is that there's continuity to it, but it's always askewed. Like it's like, yeah. here's a line. Oh, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> just kind of just, it's similar it's still going the same direction and we just have a little bit of uh speed bumps here and there yeah. um yeah dude i mean i'm very much in the same mindset with you when it comes to the evil dead like m my favorites really tend to come down to the rewatchability factor and this is a franchise that i don't think there's it's a fucking strong franchise even even if i had to if i had to give my critical like ranking my just like absolute like like this this film is the best and this film is the worst um uh sorry my, my kid's sneaking in um if uh if i had to give that that absolute ranking which i i don't i, I don't want to do right here but i'm saying that <laughs> I would say that Evil Dead Rise is on the bottom of that ranking. Okay. But just my personal preference, like I'm very, very much in in the same vein. Like Army of Darkness is always going to be the one. Like I rewatched that movie so many times, and it's it. I will fall asleep to that movie. I will wake up to that movie. Um, I'll put on that movie when I can't think of anything else to put on. So much fun. Evil Dead 2013 is probably like my next go-to. Like I said, I rewatched that movie quite a bit, very much for the same reasons that you do. I'm like, this is a horror movie. Yeah. This is has all the elements of what you could want in a horror movie. It's it is fun, it is fast-paced, there is legit terrifying sequences it's scary it is at the end of the day very horrific it's gory it really has everything that you could want just as like 
a passionate horror fan within the span of like an hour and 30 minutes. Like it's great. Um, I think I probably rewatched the OG evil dead, uh, fairly often, not as often as the other two, but it is one that I'm like, it, it's almost like going to church. You know, it's always like, I haven't been here in a while. I need to remind myself like what it's all about. Um, and Evil Dead 2 is is great. It's it's the greatest. It's like it's like watching the greatest hits reel. Like we're like, oh, this is the scary stuff, and oh, this is the funny stuff. Like you you do have the best of both worlds. Um, I think I do think Evil Dead Rise will fit probably somewhere squarely in the middle. Just as again, as far as like rewatchability, like I said, you can just it's great background watch you just like turn your head at any point in time and someone's swallowing glass or getting their head chopped off you know like easy peasy yes that's i like what you said there about the the going back to the originals like going to church i but i've only seen them a couple times i probably would not watch them as many times as that but Again, I can I can respect your opinion on that for sure. I get it. Well, that's what that's uh, you know what we as uh, horror fans got to do sometimes. You know, oh, yeah. I, uh, I I've talked to uh, you know uh, a couple of people like like I've talked to you and I've I've talked to a couple other my friends recently my my horror friends and I'll talk to them about like a certain movie like I talked to my buddy Matt uh a couple of weeks back and he hasn't seen the 2013 version of evil dead and i'm like what do you mean you haven't seen it it is so good <laughs> that is a um, month and, yeah. you know i i talked to my homegirl jasmine uh a month or so back and she hadn't seen like i think it was she hadn't seen like any of the friday the 13th movies or hadn't seen them all had only seen like one or two and i'm like what are you talking about? It's like, insane. You're a horror fan. So it, it is this 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 fun thing where you know where we don't all necessarily have the same opinion, but I I really do love the fact that we can all kind of bond over the genre in in general, and I I like that I have friends like you guys where it doesn't have to be like a, a toxic fandom thing where it, it oh, can yeah. be like yeah no i see what you're saying i don't necessarily feel that way about x y and z but you know we we meet in the middle on other things so for sure what uh what are you watching tonight do you have any plans to watch anything tonight honestly gosh some kind of something on netflix probably just to like nap to after maybe snacking on something i don't know <laughs> nothing, nothing nothing really you know what i've been kind of wanting to fade back to and it's just because it's right here and i've kind of set it to the side to like get back to is like the classics yes Yes. So I'm. I've. I have. I have these ones. I have like Dracula, the Wolfman, Frankenstein, um, Creature from the Black Lagoon, the Mummy, and I've. I've been wanting to just have them on. Um, they are a little bit slower for me, so sometimes I like find myself on my phone more than actually paying attention. 
but I kind of want to force myself back into the, like the roots of where horror has come from. You know what I mean? Just so that when me and like me and you are talking, like I have that base, right. I want to have a base that I'm speaking from that. I'm like, just going like, Hey, you know, this is where it's like, we're here now from this. Yes. So, yeah. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, you know, we're, we talked about evil dead today and this is on this is on uh you know i'm i'm hosting this one next one if you're game i know you've been talking about werewolf movies we talked about the howling and you've done uh you did silver bullet and you did you did fright night too so you're kind of going through some of those i would like i just i just want to put my my uh um hat in the ring that just it- really quick just really quick i do have a little chart of movies that i have selected that i was going to send you and have you pick one out of there but i also want to hear what you're going to choose right now because i have an idea i already know what it is i just want to know if i'm right okay okay well either way I'm, I'm game for whatever but if you're going back through the old ones uh one of my personal favorites is the Wolfman. So if you want to go and and discuss the the Wolfman together, you just you just tell me when. I I got to do a rewatch of that, and we'll we'll talk about the OG. Hell yeah, no, definitely. I would love to do that. I haven't done a movie that old, like black and whites, yet. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I I haven't either. So, so I, yeah. that would be cool. I would like to do that. Actually, a major retro review right there. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I mean, obviously I'm going to have you on to talk about some sort of, uh, some sort of Jaws related film, whether it, uh, whenever uh, you want. Yeah. Whenever yeah, you're ready, just let me know. I know. Uh, we got to do, we got to do one of your favorites. Uh, Howling is like your favorite, right? It's your all time favorite. Howling is my top favorite werewolf film of all time just because it's fucking everything like right for me it gives you a little bit of everything well like yeah like we talked about it on the pod like you don't really get any uh any other werewolf film where you get an animated sex scene between (laughs) (laughs) becoming werewolves anywhere else exactly exactly uh all right buddy well shit this is a lot of fun um I, uh, I think, uh, did we touch on, did we touch on the fact that which film we liked most though, 2013 or 2023? I feel like we kind of skipped over. We we might've skipped over that part. I feel like, I, I feel like, again, like we probably showed our hands fairly early on. At least I feel like I did. Um, yeah. 2013 is, is still my preferred out of these these two films what about you if i'm going strictly for horror movie for like a horror movie that like creeps me out i'm going 2013 if i'm going for something that i'm putting on for a group of people that's going to appease to everyone i'm going to go 2023 because i'm trying to make everybody happy yeah but yes 2013 is creepier more fucked up and it just like it sits on the fucked up shit just a little bit more to oh, yeah. give you that fucking feeling of just like it just it when it a movie has me going like this like oh shit like that's when I know it's like a fuck it it's, it's well, yeah it, it's totally one of those again anytime she 
fucking yanks her hand out from underneath that Jeep, and I just hear the bone crack. I'm like, I can't not cringe, even though I know it's not real, even though I've seen it a hundred times. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that regard, what at the end of the day, out of uh, out of ten, what would you rank Evil Dead Rise? Ooh, see, I would give that. Pro- I'd probably give the movie a nine. I really fucking oh, love the movie. Damn, you're up there. Have- as a movie, just I'm just looking at it as a movie, right? The character building, the score, the cinematography, the everything. For me, the movie, like it did so much. It was like a like you said, like it was a roller coaster. You got on it and you rode the ro- the ride, right? And I love that. I appreciate the shit out of that. As a movie. Yeah. As a horror fan, though. I'm going to go with the 2013 and I'm going to give as a horror movie because it makes you feel that fucking like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm going to have to give that like a nine and a half, ten. Like, so they're both really up there, but like one for one reason and one for the other. Right. Like, I really respect one for being a movie and one for being like a real fucking OG horror flick, like sticks it in and twists it kind of movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm at with those. Yeah, I think I'm uh I think my my rating for Evil Dead Rise was a seven point five out of ten. And I think a lot of that was because uh, I gave it uh as far as rewatchability, I gave it a nine out of ten. So I think that bumped it up from what would probably be like the movie as a whole, how it takes place as an Evil Dead film. This, that, or the other, I probably have it like a six out of ten, but because it's so rewatchable, just because it's just like an easy, fun, fast horror flick, like bumps it up to like a seven point five. That's just like a, it's just a, a fun, fast paced flick that like I don't, I don't gain anything from it, but I certainly don't lose anything from it either. You know, yeah, it didn't it didn't change the way I look at horror movies? It didn't change how I, you know, sleep at night or anything like that. Um, certainly didn't change the genre. But well, wait, wait, just with you saying that, though, do you think that maybe it kind of seeing how much money it's made and seeing how, like, now Hollywood is taking horror movies ser- more serious, there is always that chance that, like, we're going to get a lot more good quality horror films based off of the, how well this is done in, in the box office. I'm like, that's what excites me. is like, just knowing like, this is going to kind of push. It's like, just that, like we went from Marvel being like everywhere, right? Like that's what was, everybody was talking about. That's all everybody had to look forward to. And the horror movies are just kind of like, eh, and then it's like slowly horror movies have started to take over more and more in Hollywood. And it just, I'm like feeling this buildup. Right. So to me, I don't know, maybe it, maybe it will change the genre. If anything, you know, you have this plus scream six again, it's the one, two punch of like, again, these are IP movies. I don't know how well, like, the Pope's exorcist or Renfield did like box office wise. I don't think they did anything extraordinary as far as numbers are concerned. Um, 
but it is a reassurance that there is a confidence in IP, um, you know, and the, there's pros and cons. Cons are we'll just get more of the same. Pros are we'll probably get another Evil Dead movie before the next 10 years. I, I feel very good about that. I'd be um, happy with that. Yeah, and I mean, I know it took 10 years to get here, but we also had Ash versus Evil Dead in the middle here. So it wasn't like there was no Evil Dead between 2013 and 2023. We had we had three years of it. So, um, but I do feel that this was a fairly profitable adventure for, um, uh, or venture rather, um, for New Line Cinema and Warner Brothers. This is a very minuscule budget compared to, you know, something like a, a Batman or a Flash or a Superman yeah. movie. Um, and I think it's doing fairly well at the box office. I don't think it's necessarily doing as well as the 2013 version, at least not right out the gate, but I think it's still making money. And again, this is going to be a direct to streaming. This is going direct to HBO max like six months ago. And they said it tested so well that they put it out in the theater. So I think they're making money off of it one way or another. Um, So yeah, I think that it, it is a good, it's a good omen for the genre um but uh i don't know man uh i'm trying to think of if there's going to be another game changer anytime soon i can tell you a movie that i am fucking stoked for though especially after seeing the trailer and this is one that i think you're going to be really excited for too because it's a vampire flick it's the last voyage of the uh, demeter yes. yeah that um, Nosferatu yeah. and um, what was the one about the town? Now I can't think about it, but I know what um, Salem's Lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this the great thing about this uh, the we we are supposed to get a Salem, or did they bump that back? I I think we're supposed to get one uh, another Salem's Lot movie this year. Um, Salem's Lot got bumped, but I don't know why. They, there's not really been a lot of talk about it. I've yeah. tried to look it up. But uh, The Last Voyage of the Demeter is uh, a chapter in Dracula. And uh, that's my favorite novel of all time. I think we probably talked about that on, on one of our last discussions. Um, it's so fucking good. And if they if they just stick to the story in which... Everyone on that boat dies because that is <laughs> how the story has to play out. As long as they do that, I'm like, dude, you can't screw this movie up. It's going to be scary. It's fucking Dracula on a boat. It is one of the creepiest chapters in the novel because nobody knows what's killing all the people on the boat. And yeah, if they just stick to their guns, I think I think that could be a really cool, fun Dracula movie because I feel like we haven't had like a, a good fucking scary dracula movie i just feel like we haven't had one of those in a in a very long time so i'm looking forward to that one for sure agreed oh all right buddy well um i appreciate you taking the time 
this is always fun. I can't wait to do it again. Um, Thanks for having uh, me on. Dude, hell yeah. I mean, you're killing it on your channel. Um, where can uh, uh, the one or two Johnny Horror Show podcast listeners find you? <laughs> um, Blood and Brews on YouTube. Um, that's usually where I post my stuff, my reviews or my unboxings or my, I'm trying to do more collaborations with other YouTubers just to like, I don't know. I think it's really cool to have people that are passionate about the genre, like talk about it and go into movies from like either current or back in the day. So I, I'm right there with you. It, it, it's also fun. Cause like, I mean, you and I have discussed this before, like in our real lives it's we don't have like horror buddies that we can like go and talk to like face to face so this is a a great opportunity to get to do that with with fellow fans so exactly yeah I, uh, I uh, am uh, very very uh, honored and flattered that you would take the time to talk to me any day of the week pal um i uh thank you thank you doing some great work on your channel uh and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with uh next all right thank you so much all right gang well uh thanks for tuning in to the johnny horror podcast uh i'm your host johnny horror here with albert wilson of blood and bruise and we will see you motherfuckers on the flip side Another fucking prop. They're endless. <laughs> Adios, muchachos.